Caltech. You'll learn by studying examples of things. If there was nothing else like Pluto, why go to this oddball? Pluto has always been an outlier, a diminutive ice-coated body on an orbit that carried it far above and well below the plane of the solar system. It even has the audacity to cross another planet's orbit, Neptune's. A fortuitous finding in 1992 kicked off a decade of discovery that finally made Pluto worth visiting. What really put this over the top, Stern says, was the discovery of the Kuiper Belt. Planetary scientists David Jewett and Jane Liu spied a small body orbiting beyond Neptune. It was the first confirmed body in the Kuiper Belt, a long hypothesized ring of frozen debris encircling the Sun. Pluto was no longer an oddball. It and Charon, Pluto's only moon known at the time, were emissaries from an uncharted realm of the solar system. Researchers have since cataloged more than 1,300 icy boulders tumbling about the Kuiper Belt, a small sample of the trillion or so suspected. With the discovery of the Kuiper Belt, a National Academy of Sciences report in 2003 concluded that a mission to Pluto and Charon should be NASA's highest priority for medium-sized missions in the decade 2003 to 2013. Three years later, about eight months before the International Astronomical Union kicked Pluto out of the Planet Club, New Horizons was on its way. New Horizons launched on January 19, 2006, traveling about 58,000 kilometers per hour. It was the fastest spacecraft ever to leave Earth. At that speed, a run from New York to Los Angeles would take about four minutes. New Horizons crossed the orbit of the Moon nine hours after launch, a journey that took the Apollo 11 astronauts about three days. The probe was in a hurry. Pluto has been moving farther from the Sun along its orbit since 1989. The already frigid temperatures, a warm day maxes out at negative 223 degrees Celsius, or dropping. Pluto gets so cold that its atmosphere might freeze for most of its 248-year trip around the Sun. New horizons needed to get there before 2020, when the atmosphere could become a giant ice shell, blocking the probe from studying the dwarf planet's surface and the dynamics of its atmosphere. Unfortunately, it's impossible for the spacecraft to slow down and take its time once it gets to Pluto. It will cross the face of Pluto in just under three minutes, but will be close enough to map the surface for a few days. The mission's nearly a decade of boredom capped with hours of terror. The vessel has spent most of the trek to Pluto asleep. Once a year, mission engineers checked its instruments and electronics. In early 2007, New Horizons got its first in-space practice run as it sidled up to Jupiter for a speed boost. The planet's gravity grabbed the spacecraft and flung it into the outer solar system. At Jupiter, mission scientists did a little sightseeing, testing out the cameras and instruments on the giant planet and four of its moons. After Jupiter, the spacecraft had almost eight years of cruising to go, silently crossing the orbits of Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Finally, last December, 
engineers woke the probe at about 260 million kilometers from its destination. The spacecraft's in good health on final approach, Stern says, were just on the cusp of where it gets interesting. New Horizons moves more than a million kilometers closer to Pluto every day. The team is busy navigating the spacecraft, tweaking and testing the final sequence of commands, looking for hazards, finalizing the 150-plus software tools needed to analyze the data, and examining the first, still blurry images of the fast-approaching world. It's all just ramping up together into this exciting frenzy, says Joel Parker, a planetary scientist also in Boulder at the Southwest Research Institute. We're starting to get data now. It's just going to be more and better from here on out. In January, early pictures began trickling in, showing a gradually brightening white smudge enveloped by darkness.